Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank y'all so much for, for being here this morning. And Sister Susan, thank you for that beautiful song. I pray that we would take that song to heart this morning and turn our eyes toward Jesus Christ. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you a question to ask yourself. What are you here for today? Why are you here? That's a so sobering thought, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of us come to, to the house of the Lord and we've got too much on our mind. Amen. We've got too many things on our mind. We're not focused on Him. And if we're not focused on Him, it's hard to hear Him. Amen? Amen. Now, He can speak to you and He can make you hear it. But He wants your focus on Him. That's what we kind of come here on Sunday mornings for. That's what we ought to get up every morning and do, is be focused on Jesus Christ so to speak to us. Amen. I want to speak to you for a little while on this subject called the perfecting of love. The perfecting of love. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. Be reading uh, verses 7 through 19. It's a lengthy reading. Uh, but I think uh, we need to hear it all. Uh, this is a beautiful scripture. It's a, it's a scripture that, uh, that John wrote to us about that's concerning love, concerning salvation, and the way that we can obtain a perfected love. And, uh, and he explains it beautifully. As a matter of fact, I could probably read this and not even preach on it, and you would still understand where John's coming from. So 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not, is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. Father, thank you for this beautiful word. Thank you, Lord, for the instruction that comes with it that reveals to us what perfect love is. We know that perfect love comes from on high. We know it's not natural. We know it's not something that we're born with. It's something that we must obtain. And you have given us a way to obtain it. And Lord, it's up to us to perfect it, to be made perfect in it, so that we can say without a doubt that we know the perfect love and the perfect will of God in our hearts. So God, help us to learn from this word today. Help us to receive it into our hearts. Help us to realize what we must do in order to obtain perfect love. Lord, help us to see it. Help us to surrender ourselves to you so that we might obtain it and become those servants that serve you willingly, openly, and lovingly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Jesus Christ is the one and only Savior of the world. We are commanded in this scripture to love one another. Why? Look in verse 7 and 8. Love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God. Amen? Yeah. Everyone that loveth is born of God. And they know God. We cannot know God until we are born of God. When Jesus said, ye must be born again, he wasn't just saying it to hear himself think, to hear himself talk. He knew that we must be born again. And John understands this now. And John knows that in order that to, to know the love of God, then we have to be born of God, and we have to know who God is. Amen. Amen. We need to know who God is and what God expects out of us. And then he adds, he said, and if you don't know God, <coughs> if you don't love, you don't know God. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? In other words, we do not have a natural love when we know God. We receive something from God that only God can give us, and we're trying to live for God in a carnal love instead of a supernatural love that comes from God himself. Everything God gives us is not natural to us. When God gives us something, it's supernatural that only he can give and only we can go through him in order to do what he's given us. Amen. Love is one of them. Love is the key. We cannot love one another because sometimes we don't even like one another. Amen. And then God don't ask us to like one another. He commands us to love one another. And when we love somebody, we don't do things to hurt them. Amen. So we have to learn this supernatural love. 
How do I receive this supernatural love? Look in verse 9. He said, And this manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. We cannot obtain this love without being in Christ Jesus. We cannot obtain this love without Christ Jesus being in us. And because God is love, He dwells in us and the love of God dwells within us. God has shown us this love. How has He done this? Because He's given us His only begotten Son. Amen. And He came into the world that we might live through Him. Praise the Lord. And so when John wrote this letter, he had John 3.16 in mind that he wrote in the Gospel of John. For God so loved the world that He did something for us. He gave us His only begotten Son for a reason that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. He gave us His Son. He sent us His Son, the gift of Jesus Christ, to die for me and you so that we could know Him. Amen. Praise God. Praise God for that. Jesus Christ came to the world, to the world for this purpose. But it, that's not the only reason He came. He came when, and it was supernatural because God, you're going to hear me use this term supernatural a lot because these things which John's telling us don't come to a carnal person. These things only come from God and can only be used in the power of God. Amen. We need to turn our carnal nature over to the power of God and let Him convert us to a loving people. Amen. Can't do it without Him. Won't happen. Never will happen. So this, this love, like I said, it's not natural. It's supernatural because God has sent us His Son. And He said He sent His, his Son and, and, uh, to be, in verse 10, His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now, I've given you a definition of that word lots of times. And I always just said simply it means substitute. But that's not all it means. Listen to this. This love that pleases God honors God and praises God. Amen. The love that we have for one another is supposed to honor God, it's supposed to please God, and it's supposed to Praise God. Amen. 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 Now, Jesus made a remark about lost people. Talked about the scribes and the Pharisees. And he said, even they love their own families. He's not talking about loving your children, loving your wife, loving your husband, loving your grandkids. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about loving brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, that's right. This is the supernatural love of God that we are related because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We are blood kin. Amen. Amen. We are not just blood kin. We are blood bought. So that we can know this love of God. So this propitiation, this, that's what perfection and the love of God looks like. That Jesus Christ came and He loved us. We love through Him. We love by Him. And we love for Him. Amen. Amen. Next time you decide you don't like somebody, say, Lord, how about you? 
Because the last time I looked in the Bible, he died for everybody in the world. Right. Amen. You know why? Because he loved them. Amen. And that's the supernatural love that God wants us to have for the world, for the people of the world. It's a, it's a, a love that comes from him. Amen. And we know, I know we're not Christ. I know Jesus didn't send us to die for the world. He sent us to live for the world. Mm -hmm. Live for Him in the world. And to love the world through Him. That's what this propitiation means. That He gave us this supernatural love. And He came and did this for us. And He gave us access. Access to the Father. We deserve wrath from the Father. Jesus took that wrath for us. He came so that we could come to the Father by appeasing the wrath of God that would allow access to Him. That's what that word propitiation means. That's what it means. And so when you, when you see it that way, you understand that this is what salvation looks like. This is, look at verse 13 and 14. Hereby we know that we dwell in Him and He in us, how? Because He has given us His Spirit. And I tell you all the time, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you're not saved. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you can't love. If you don't have the Spirit of God, there's no way you can have this supernatural love to love everybody like God does. You cannot do it. It is impossible Amen. without Him. It ain't going to happen. And so He says, Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He has given us His love. And He has given us His Spirit so that we can do this. Why is that important? It's so important because the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad how? In our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You cannot shed abroad the love of God from your heart without the Holy Ghost dwelling in you. You must have the Spirit of God for this to take place. And a lot of people need to look at their lives because they have a lot of trouble loving people. Amen. We don't have any trouble accusing people, pointing fingers at people, and talking evil about people, but we have a lot of trouble loving people because we don't have enough of God in us. We need to be filled with the Spirit. That's the key to it. We say, well, we've had, we got filled with the Spirit at one time. I don't need it anymore. I got it. No, you don't. You need to go to that well often. Yes. You need to draw buckets out of that well of salvation, which is the Holy Spirit. You need to dip some up and get you a big old drink of it every day. Amen. How many of you drink water every day? You're going to drink something every day because your body requires it. Your soul and your, and, and your body requires the Spirit of God in order to cast the love of God forward to people that you need to love. Amen. And you've got to keep drinking it. Got to keep, I didn't say you had to get saved again. I said you need to be full. Stay full. How many of you feel good and religious all the time? I wish. <laughs> I'm your pastor. I don't feel religious a lot of times. You know what happens when you don't feel too religious? You don't act very religious. Amen. You don't act very godly. It's easier for you to jump down somebody's throat 
It's easier for you to fight and cast stones, isn't it? So what is the key to that? How do you feel more religious? How do you feel? You just get on your knees and say, Lord, forgive me for the way I feel today. Fill me with your spirit. You know what he does? He fills you with his love. That's what comes into you, his love. The Spirit of God is the love of God that He pours into us. This is what salvation looks like. This is what born again is. We know because He has given us His Spirit. And the Spirit of God is an absolute necessity to the perfection of the love of God in our hearts and in our souls. Can't do it without Him. It's impossible. And how does this come? How, how, and this comes to us from the Father through the death of Jesus Christ. That's how He came. The Holy Spirit couldn't come until Jesus went away. That's why He left. He said, I must go that He can come. And Romans 5 and 8 says, but God commendeth His love toward us in that <laughs> that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for me and you. Hallelujah. What a God. A God of love sending His Son in love to die for us because He loved us so much that He could make a way to come dwell in us so that we could know, express, and be able to distribute His love from us. What a God. You know what? You can study all the religions of the world and you'll never find that God anywhere else. <laughs> He's one of a kind. He ain't just one of a kind. He's the only God. There is no God except Him. So the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world, to reconcile unto Himself by the atoning death of Jesus Christ. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father, He wasn't bragging. He was telling truth because that's what He was. Truth. He wasn't bragging. He knew this is the only way for us to come to the Father. Hallelujah. Do you know Him that way? Yes, Can you come to the Father? Have you been reconciled through the Son by His atoning death? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have you been filled with the Spirit of God? All of these things are necessities. It's not something we just do. And He, did, he gave us this, so this causes us to be able to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That He is the Savior of the world. He is the one and only way to heaven. God is in Him, and He is in God, and they are in us. Right. Amen. If the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Amen. This is Scripture. Jesus said this. Jesus didn't only say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He also said this. In John chapter 14, verse 23, He said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, y'all hear that? Christ himself, will come unto him and make our abode with him. There, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, 
They are one, but they're still there. And when you have the Spirit of God in you, the Spirit of love in you, they dwell in you. Amen. Hallelujah. God's own words. Christ's own words. People that try to twist this around and say, why do you believe in three God? No, we don't. Amen. We believe in God just the way the Scripture says. Amen. 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 Anybody that tries to make Jesus and uh, the Father and the Holy, Holy Ghost three separate entities, something wrong with them. And they do that all the time. They accuse us of believing that. The Trinity of God is a real thing. Amen. It's a manifestation of God in three different ways. But it's the same God and they are all equal. Amen. That's what Jesus said. That's what Paul taught. But men have a way of twisting God's word around and trying to make it pull, uh, go a different direction. That ain't God, that's Satan who does that. Amen. Jesus said, we will come and dwell with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, who do you believe? I believe him, don't you? Amen. Because he said it, it makes it all true in my book. Now, Look at verses 17 and 18. Well, we are moving kind of fast, aren't we? These, these, these notes. This big, thank you, Jeremiah and, and Ron, for the big wide thing here. And, and nothing's falling off today. Praise God for that. Look at verse 17 and 18. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now listen to this. If you don't think we're not in the last days and the days of judgment upon this world, there's something wrong with you. Amen. This is why he has come. This is why we have no excuse. Even We can blame politics. We can blame the, blame the laws. We can blame the, the filthy vulgarness of this world. We can blame wars. We can blame anything we want to. But he said, I have given you this power. I have given you this love. I have given you this spirit. And you will be made perfect in this. And you will be bold in the day of judgment. Don't go around here thinking, well, I don't need to testify to that. And I don't need to tell that about Jesus. I ain't no good. Don't do that. We must be bold and profess Jesus Christ to a lost world. Even in this time of of end time of judgment that's coming upon this world because as he is so are we in the world this is what we are this is who we are and in order for us to be bold in order for us to con confess that Jesus Christ is, is the Lord even in this filthy vulgar world that we live in we must stay full of the spirit we may, must stay full of the love of God what does this do? What does this do if we can stay full of the love of God? If we can stay full of the Spirit of God? Look in verse 18. It tells us what we can do. And y'all, a lot of people have a lot of problem with this very thing right here that we're fixing to look at. It says here, there is no fear in love. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people who live in fear. They claim to know God. But they let fear prevent them 
from proclaiming and professing. <clears throat> and there's a lot of things we could classify as fear. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of things we can classify as fear. I don't even have the time to relate to you all of them. We fear rejection. We fear like fear if we tell somebody about Jesus, they're going to make fun of us. We don't like to be made fun of us. We fear if we profess too much of Jesus, the rest of the world is going to not like us very good. We can't be one of them. We can't be on the sports team. We can't do this. We, we can't stand for anything because the world don't want us to. And we can't be a part of it if we don't. Amen? God always has choices for us to make. Choose me or choose the world. It's not a new thing. Amen? Remember what Joshua was, uh, was shown of God to do? This day, who are you going to stand with? Who are you going to stand with? As for me and my house, I'm going to stand with God. Where are you going to stand? Who do you stand with? Who do you profess to? Who do you give power to? Who do you yield to? Fear also comes in the way of commitment. We're afraid to be committed to His church. We're afraid to say we're committed wholly to Him because we know we're not. The Bible says perfect love casteth out this kind of fear. Amen. When you get full of His love, when you get full of the Spirit, you don't care about what's going on in the world. You care about pleasing your Savior who died for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. How many people today, they just don't go to church? They don't, and if they do, they don't want to be involved. And people say, well, every time I get involved in church, I get in trouble. <laughs> so that's going to keep you from being involved. You know what? I'm involved in my house, I stay in trouble. <laughs> don't I need it? <laughs> every time I try to do right it turns out wrong but you know what I love my house I love my home I love my family perfect love casts us out the fear of being involved with them Amen. does that resonate with you do you understand that so perfect love in the, in the church works the same identical way I know I mess up. I know I goof up. I know I'm going to be criticized. But perfect love casts out that fear. I'm still going to work in the church. I'm still going to call people. I'm still going to invite people. I'm still going to tell people about Jesus Christ. Because perfect love <laughs> casts out that fear. There's going to be a lot of people going to stand before him in the judgment day. And he's going to ask a simple question. They're going to say, Lord, we, we love you. <laughs> and he's going to say, why didn't you do this? That's right. Why didn't you get involved? Don't you know my church is your ark? Mm -hmm. Your ark of safety, that's my church. Mm -hmm. Don't you know the church is the 
my bride? Don't you know that you're supposed to be adorned for our marriage? Don't you know you're supposed to be faithful to me because we have not consummated our marriage yet and that's what we're going to do here? But fear kept us from being the faithful bride. Kept us from witnessing. Kept us from participating. Kept us from committing ourselves wholly to the church that belongs to Jesus Christ. Fear. And you know what? <laughs> that love, the Bible tells us what that looked like. You think about people like Stephen. He gets out, he, he, he just got ordained as a deacon. He goes out into the street and he starts confessing Jesus Christ to people. He's full of the Holy Spirit of God. He's full of the love of God. He knows the people need to hear it and he knows Christ has sent all of us out to proclaim it. It ain't just the preacher's job. It ain't just the deacon's job. It's all of our work to proclaim it. To be committed to the church that belongs to Jesus Christ and proclaim that there is a people who come together and worship our Lord, who love Him, who praise Him, who worship Him. And I want you to come and feel what that is and be a part of that. Fear keeps us from doing that. Makes us wad ourselves up in a little hole and put the top on it and say, I can't come out and I'm afraid. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He kicks that off. Because perfect love comes from Him. Amen. Our love is perfected in Him. And we don't care what the world thinks. Stephen got out there and he preached to those people. He preached to them and he preached to them and he preached Jesus Christ and Him crucified and he looked at some of those people that he knew were there and he said that you did that to Him. And they said, the Bible says they went to gnashing their teeth and they went to chewing on everything around them and picked up stones and began to stone Him and kill Him. Mm -hmm. And the Bible said that He died looking up to heaven. Seeing Jesus standing there looking at him. Love was perfected in that man. And only the love of God will get that reward. Now it's time for us to stand for Jesus. Amen. It's time for us to cast out fear and those things that keep us from doing kingdom work. Those things that keep us from committing ourselves to His church and the work involved in that church. Amen. Now listen to me. That work's broad. It does cover the building and the grounds. It covers all that stuff. But that's not the chief part. The chief part is done out there. Amen. That's where the love of God is perfected in our hearts.
as we proclaim Him, His righteousness, His holiness. You know, a lot of people, oh yeah, we know who Jesus is. Yeah, but did you know He died for you? Did you know that He took the wrath of God on Himself for you so that you don't have to experience it? Do you know that about Him? Do you know how much He loves you? And how much He wants to save your soul? How much He wants you to live for Him so He can profess to the Father, that's my child. You remember when Satan went up boldly before God and announced that he was going to and fro in the earth seeking whom he could devour. And God looked at him and said, have you considered my servant, Job? You know what? God knew Job could whip him in a fight. It wasn't about the land. It wasn't about the money. It was about nothing possessional. It was about loving God. Amen. And although Job went through hell on earth, he came through it shining because he loved God more than he loved the world. Do you have that kind of love? Do you have so much of the Holy Spirit that you can love unconditionally? That you can look over the faults of others and focus on your own? And when you get perfect, then you can work on somebody else? That ain't never happened to me yet. Every time I look in the mirror, are you perfect yet? <laughs> no. Because God brings to my mind how imperfect we all are. Amen. Amen. And how much we need Him. Amen. So love can be perfected in us. He don't ask us to be perfect. He asks us to love perfectly. And that we can do, my friend. Because it takes away all fear from us. And we can be the people God has called us to be. And honor Him and praise Him with everything we do. Do you know that kind of love? Would you stand? Please bow your head, close your eyes. Love, when it's perfected, cast without fear. In fear, we can neither serve, no witness, nor confess. These altars are open for prayer. If you need to know more about the love of God, come and ask Him to fill you with His love. Fill you with His Spirit. Come and love Him. Because see that last verse that we read gives us a reason. Because He loves us so much.
praise God. God is at work. His love, His Spirit is in this place. He's looking at a lot of us. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows our thoughts. He sees us at home. He sees us at work. He sees us when we shop. He sees us when we're participating in games. He sees us. He knows that we're not perfect. But He also knows one other thing. If we will yield to Him, His love in us will be perfect. We will trust Him. We will rely on Him. We will confess Him. And even when we do wrong, we will come to Him. Because love has made us perfect and we will yield to Him. We will bow down to Him. And He will forgive us. Perfect love is from on high. And only that love can perfect us and cast out fear of the things that keep us from serving Him. What a God. You know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was slain. Y'all know when? A lot of people think, oh yeah, 2,500 years ago. No. That ain't what the scripture teaches us. The scripture teaches us that he was slain from the foundation of the world. Jesus was not an afterthought to Adam and Eve's sin. He was a forethought that he was going to make a way for us to come to the Lord God our Father. And he did. Don't never forget that. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. The way. The truth. The life. Who loved you so much that He gave His own life. And He that knew no sin became sin for me and for you so that we can have the love of God in our hearts and all fear be cast away from us. No more excuses. Only power from God. We can overcome anything, including fear. And we do it how? Scripture tells us, he that overcometh overcome in Jesus. In the name of the Lord, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who dwells in us. 
we can and we must let love be perfected in us because he commanded us to love one another serve him together and see lost people come to him Thank y'all so much for being here today. Thank you for those who came to the altar, those who, who call on the Lord. And I pray that He does fill you and, and answer your prayers and your request to Him. I pray that we would remember this sermon. Remember these words. Go home and read the this, this scripture again. 1 John chapter 4. Read the whole thing. It's about the love of God and what the love of God does for us and how we get that love. That's what it's all about. John beautifully depicts that to us all. So remember that that word applies to each and every one of us every day that we live. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's me. Can we join with y'all today? Can we join with y'all today? Absolutely. Come on up here. <laughs> she asked, could she join the church today? <laughs> we. We. We want to join the church today. You know why? We want you to. Amen. More importantly, the Lord wants you to. Yeah. He's brought you here for a reason. Let's go ahead and do this legally. <laughs> so we have a motion to receive. Make a motion. Second. 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 All in favor say hallelujah. Hallelujah. All opposed say oh my. <laughs> Praise God. You've never heard of oh my. We did one time around here. He was a little boy, mean little boy. He grew up. Anyway, we, we actually heard that one time. Lucas is the one who did it, by the way. Anyway, God, we love you. You know, you're yeah. stuck with us now. We're, we're officially stuck with them. And, and you don't want to be looking forward to being stuck with you. And so, thank you for making this decision. Y'all look at this church. This church is a as a people of, we're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God. Amen. Amen. And if we just keep on, love will be perfected in us, and we want you to be a part of that. We want love to be perfected. We want it to cast out fear. We want it to cast out anxiety from you. We want you to just kick all that stuff that's been holding you down and just set yourself free right here. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to be a part of it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you can call on these folks anytime. They'll be there for you. They'll pray for you. They'll come to you. They'll do it. Thank you for your prayers. <laughs> we'll do the same for you, and we thank you to do the same for the rest of us. Because we're all in this together. Amen. Thank y'all for doing this. Y'all were fixing to have our dismissal prayer. We're going to leave these two up here. Y'all come around, slobber on them, kiss on them, hug on them, cry on them, whatever you're going to do. Leave lipstick all over him if you want to. We don't care around here. We want the love of God to be exemplified. We want the fellowship of God, and we want to show them that you love one another, and you're going to love them the way God wants us to. Amen. Brother Troy, would you dismiss us, please? Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. It's, it's undeserved. We, we deserve it in no way. Lord, we can, we can never pay you back for what you give us. There's no way. Thank, thank God that Jesus has done that for us. Thank you for adding the numbers to the church. Father, we, 
We all need you. We all need your strength. Lord, I need your strength. I need your love. I, I fail. And some of us do, Lord. Lord, we thank you for Brother Gary. And he speaks what you give him, Lord, with no changes. Lord, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.